gonna get what he gets and he doesn't throw a fit. He's gonna like it. He better like it. Hopefully he got some nice souvenirs that's here. Now Ryan's all muted. Son of a bitch. Look man, at him, he's upset. You were chomping on frosted nerds. I don't, oh man, nerds. I love frosted nerds. Did you get any more bottle caps for Christmas, Smokey? I got two boxes of bottle caps for Christmas. Did you? From uh, who gave them to you? It's a gentleman in the hosting seat tonight. I'll be I gone. One. Oh, you no, only I got me one? Two. You got me two, yeah. Me two. yeah. Yeah, you were my but two. Because I, like, I felt bad because like... um. Like one of the like max bag of, I gave everybody. So everybody's candy was based off the candy draft we did. Yes. Long time ago. And so like, Ron or Matt's bag of M and M's was just so big. Everybody else is gonna get like one package of like their food of their candy. And I was like, that's not fair. Matt's got like a brick of M and M's over here, and I'm just gonna give. I'm going to give Smokey one measly box of, of bottle caps. What kind What kind of poor am I that I'm just giving one box of bottle caps out? Like, I'm better than that. I'm not it is the thought. Anymore. The thought of bottle caps is what does it. I'm not yeah, even so upset good. about that. But it is the 3CT podcast edition. Uh, this is... 2023, bitch! 2023. It is January 3rd, 2023, and by no way, shape, or form is it actually December 29th, 2022. We're in the future, in the past. Yayit. Sorry. Let's talk about it. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2023. Oh, God, that is not the word. I've not seen enough movement. Um, so we can talk about it. Um, do you Let's guys have like, do you guys have something that you guys do on a regular basis for New Year's or you had previously? Like I know that New Year's, while it's not it's not always like the most family centric event of the holidays. Um, it does have a lot of traditions that get surrounded by it. It does. Um, Ryan, you were talking to me off air about something that you guys used to do for New Year's um, that I thought was pretty interesting. What was that? Have you literally forgotten about you guys going for two a two-hour block? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and my family... Uh... We've done this for actually a few years now. This is probably our third or fourth year running where uh, we uh, we rent the bowling lanes for a couple year or for a couple hours and we go bowling. Um, we roll our balls toward the new year. I don't, I don't know. It's just something we've always done. My uh, my entire family enjoys bowling. I used to bowl in a league. My uh, my brother enjoys it. My dad bowled on a a league with me once. My niece loves bowling. My mom's a bowler. Um, we just have a good time with it. It's a lot of fun. So we, uh, yeah, we go bowling every year. Um, so it's a ring in the new year, not, not into the new year, but always like new year's Eve. It's always, it's always an activity that me and my family do. Is it pretty busy at the bowling alley on New yeah, Year's yeah, Eve? Yeah, 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 yeah. They do like uh, a couple of blocks of like two hour, like bowling blocks. Huh. They got, it's like a, like a techno bowl feel. They have the lights turned off. The okay. party lights are on. The, 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 music's, the music's playing. Uh, 
Glow bowling. Like a glow bowling, if you will. Glow bowl. Glow so bowl. The, three of us, the three of us have are going to be using, we're going to be explaining the exact same thing, but we're going to use three different terms. So you called it techno bowl. Right. I think that is the yeah. official term for Dutch Lane's Friday night um, when the lights are out and the music's playing. They call it techno bowl. And, and Mark calls it glow bowling. Yeah, and clear view me, lanes up here. They call it glow bowling. And for me, it's rock and bowl. Okay. I'll See, at Dutch Lane Saturday night, they do rock and bowl. Okay. See, to me, anytime the lights are out and it's it's the black lights and mm-hmm. the, the the party music, that's rock and bowl. I like a good Especially rock and bowl. You get, to see, you get to see the stains on all your friends' shirts. Yep, yep, ah. yep. Or their Don't pants. wear those shorts, Smokey. Don't wear them shorts. Those shorts have been retired. See, right through it. And so, um, Mark, is there any traditions that the Hottenstein family do? Uh, surrounding the, the the New Year's festivities. I know on Thursday you were talking about whether or not you're going to go to Hershey and see the big kiss or if you're going to go to, to Gettysburg and watch the big top hat. Where did you end um, up going, Mark? I ended up going to... Uh, I went up there to uh, see Abe Lincoln's top hat. You absolutely went to Hershey Park. All right, I went I, to Hershey. I know for a fact. I'm going to look at this and see. Whatever you said you were going to do, whatever you said here, you were going to do the opposite. I, I, just, feel, I feel that was right. Is, you never got to see where the Jess Zimmerman band was playing, though, huh? No, I didn't. I don't know if they're playing anywhere. The Uptown band is playing in Reading. This oh, okay. podcast material. Or played. You mean played in Reading. Or played in Reading. They had played in Reading. So that was good. New Year's. What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve, so, 2023 in Gettysburg. The Uptown Gettysburg. Band. Uptown Band was in Reading. That'd be worth going to see. Now, back in the day when I was just a little marker, we always went to uh, my grandmother's house for New Year's Eve. And that was fun. Cousin Brian would be there. And uh, my other cousins and my aunts and uncles. It was a good time. Um how are, then, how are your other cousins, by the way? Uh, they're uh, they seem to be doing well. Two of them work for the post office. Um, good. One on the other side of the family is probably a millionaire. That's good. And the other one is cousin Kim. She, uh, I think she moved to Georgia with her husband Kent. But Dave's doing well. Cousin Dave, he takes trips to Italy with his wife and the kids. So, I think there's no band. I don't think there's a band in Gettysburg. Yeah, there might not be. They're doing, uh, I'm pretty sure the celebration is downtown on the square. It uh, is. The blue is blue and gray bar or something. There's a pretty... A bar down there, it's usually pretty hopping or a restaurant. And uh, now let's talk about the buffet there in Gettysburg, Mark. I remember, uh, remember, uh, Big Dan, Dan P was a big fan. He loved that. He loved it. Was General Pickett's buffet? It's really good buffet, Tim. If you ever get up that way, that's not too far from you, but they're really, I think, I think Gettysburg is probably Gettysburg is probably actually farther. 
It's probably like a three-hour trip now. Is it really? How far, how far is it from Lancaster? From Lancaster? Uh, what, 90 minutes, Smokey? Not quite two hours. I don't think it's a two-hour yeah, trip. Yeah, it's about a little less yeah, than two hours. It might be close to two hours. That's about a three-hour trip now to Gettysburg for me. Wow. Yeah. I guess that depends what side of Maryland you're on, because Maryland's not far from Gettysburg. I am definitely closer. I feel to like Lincoln. I feel like Tim's town's pretty good directions, Mark, of where he's located in the state. Yeah, I mean it's pretty spot on. Well, he won't Dr. tell us exactly. He just he's very general. Right. I'm ten minutes North from East. hers plant. Hers plant. Her. Is that where they make the barbecue sauce? No, that's where they make the bar- the buff the barbecue chips. Mm. The chips. Hers. I didn't know that the hers plant. Does tours like Hershey Park does the Hershey tours? Hershey, hers. I think um, the Utz factory, which makes potato chips, is that's on the way to Gettysburg. They do a tour as well. Oof, Utz, Utz. But uh, HD Entertainment will be supplying all of the music for Gettysburg. Gettysburg that stands for Um, Harry and Daniel. Hey, you know something, uh, Harry and Daniel? I didn't realize this until the other week, but Gettysburg uh, reduced the hours that you can be out on the battlefields at night or in the morning. They like cut it back tremendously. Really? Yeah, which is really disappointing because in the summer, I think you had until, I want to say 11, to be out there at night. Um, but they were really strict on that because they – the. Uh, the Rangers would be out patrolling. I mean, they would give you a pretty good citation if you were out there past 11. It never happened to me, but I've heard stories. Meanwhile, at Hershey Park, it'll be fully stocked and then Daddy-O and the Sax Maniacs. All right. I'm willing to give Daddy-O and the Sax Maniacs a chance. Fully stocked is really good. Headlining this year's Daddy-O and the Sax Maniacs will be playing hits from the 70s as well as R&B, jazz, swing, and rock and roll and top 40 music. All right, I'll give them a chance. You mean you gave them a chance? I gave them a chance. Or give, however however you decide you want to hear this. They weren't Um, so bad. They weren't bad. I don't know if you answered the question, Mark. Did did your family have uh, have a tradition? So, well, we used to go to grandmother's and then, um, and that kind of stopped and well, grandmother passed away and I was, you know, and I'm trying to think here, my earlier adult years, what did we do? Um, sometimes we had people come to the estates, the Hottenstein estates. I remember one year when I was living in York, we had a heck of a party in York. That was a heck of a party. We had the pizza delivery guy came by. And we invited a man. He came in for an hour and a half while his car was out front running. And the uh, Papa John's called the house three times asking if he was there. And we said, yes, he just left. But he stayed there till midnight. So that Crazy. was fun. So um, other than that, like, yeah, um, most recently, probably in the last 10 years or so, I usually go up to Hershey. The most cold I've ever been in my entire life was at Hershey on New Year's Eve one year. And I was dressed, I had two layers of pants and six layers of socks, hat, gloves, coats, and I was frozen. It was awful. But it was, I'd do it again. Where do they do the drop? Is it the Kissing Tower? 
No, it's actually downtown. They closed down the roads. Right there um, by the Hands. Yeah, right by Hands. Um, on that little bridge that goes over to Zoo America, that's where they set up the stage. Um, yeah, they actually raised the kiss right there on Hands, on the corner. So they have uh, – they actually – they put big uh, snow plows. So, you know, there's gigantic dot trucks or M dot mm-hmm. trucks where you're at, Tim, with the big plows and the mm-hmm. – <laughs> The dump truck, they turn all those sideways on the roads so you can't have any kind of funny business where somebody would come plow into the group of people. I mean, it's kind of nice to see that they take it so seriously, but they they shut down the roads really good there. Mark, if you're looking for it, I heard I heard Ephrata was doing something for the first time this year. Are um, they? In their, in their little square, they're they're raising and or dropping something, but they've not announced what it was. So if you, if you maybe get to leave Hershey in time, you can catch Ephrata because they might be running late. You know, it's stupid. And... Uh, here, beautiful Elizabethtown, they have a family-friendly New Year's Eve, and they they raise the star and have fireworks at seven. <laughs> They've been doing that for years. They welcome so go, in the New Year at seven at in the seven? evening. Seven, honest to God, yeah, from four to seven. They're celebrating. They're celebrating New Year's in England, in Ireland. I want to say it is Letterkenny, mm-hmm. Ireland. That's uh, Elizabethtown's <laughs> sister city. They oh, keep calling it to letter Kenny five hours behind or ahead for us. So they, uh, yeah, they celebrate the same time they do in Ireland. Oh my. And they do fireworks. They go all out. And then, uh, the next few weeks I'm picking up firework remnants out of my backyard. Sheesh. I believe that it's bad. It really is. It's really bad. I don't know how they can do that, but I mean, I mean outside you know, of outside of activities, uh, Mark, I know you're we're from Lancaster County. Pork is what you have to eat, right? You have to eat pork and sauerkraut. You have to. On on New Year's, pork being a lucky food. It is a lucky food, Tim. Lancaster County tradition, right here in Pennsylvania, they have my mother from as long as I can remember always made the pork and the sauerkraut on New Year's, and usually mashed potatoes to go with them. See, I'm cool with the pork. Miss you with the sauerkraut. I don't want anything to do with it's that. Like, it's like a German East European, um, and really, I think it has to do with like harvesting of like pigs. So the porks in the, the late harvest in the late fall is a good time to like harvest pork. Um, and same thing with with the cabbage. It gets harvested uh, in late fall. You get a couple weeks to ferment it. Boom, New Year's. Let's have some sauerkraut. Again, you're supposed to have good luck after you eat it on New Year's. That's what I've heard. I've I've and eaten it every burn. year, and I don't know. I don't know about the good luck, but that's what they say. Well, you've been having luck. Just I've been maybe not good. I've been having luck. Uh, Tim, you had said earlier we were talking off air about about black eyed peas. That came up on a list I saw of like popular New Year's foods. Have you eaten black eyed peas on New Year's? So I did, like begrudgingly. It was um, one of my exes. Her family's very like superstitious about it. And they're like, "You gotta eat black eyed peas." I was like, "I I don't like black eyed peas." And they're like, "Oh well, you have to have it for good luck." And I'm like, "So I have to do something I hate to have good luck? How about if I don't and I just have luck, or like just the absence of uh, the absence of good luck?" No, like, no, you have to have at least a spoonful. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, black eyed peas associated with luck. Greens, colored greens, um, associated with the literally the color green, prosperity and and financial luck. 
Um, so eat some eat some greens maybe in January one and and turn your luck around. Uh, lentils, I believe, was something else. Um, lentils. Same thing. I think they're kind of like shaped like coins. I think that's where that kind of came from. So another money thing. Uh, so who knows? Now, Tim, if you ate the black eyed peas, maybe you'd have a pergolicious New Year. I would rather not. Oh, this is insane. So I'm looking online. Apparently in Brazil, if you head to the beach, you can increase your luck in New at New Year's by jumping over seven waves. You get one wish per wave. Oh, oh. neat. You can also get hypothermia. You can get hypothermia for that sure. That said, I would love to do a New Year's plunge. One Polar year. bear plunge. I could I see you doing that. Do it. Oh, I'd, I'd freaking. I'd come out to support you. Would you? Would you go in with me? No. You're invited but to I'd come out and support you. You wouldn't I'd go in. I'd come out and watch you. I'd cheer you on. Oh. Would you jump I over one wave? The, yeah, Maybe. most of the polar plunges are associated with the Special Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. talk to Special Olympics Pennsylvania. And do it for the kids. We don't have an ocean in Pennsylvania. I want to do it in the ocean. You should do it Lake Erie. They do. I know the one here or in like this area or in your area. There's like a river. They go with the Susquehanna. There's like a yeah, place. The, the mighty Mississippi runs through Pennsylvania. Yes. You can just jump off the, the banks of the mighty miss. Splash. You got, you oh, ought to go splash. to, uh, you ought to go to my old neck of the woods. Going down to Virginia beach. Oh, I thought you meant Greenfield Road. I was like, no. okay. No. Ah. no. My original. You know what have over there? Your, your original, your real, real stomping grounds. Real, real stomping grounds. Way Actually, back. I might still be <coughs> people over there at Special Olympics, Virginia. I think they still like me. I don't know. They didn't I just, like I would. I would probably stop in Delaware, where I know the beaches. Get in my bathing suit, run in the ocean, be like, fuck, this is cold, and run back out. Well, you could urinate while you're in there, too. Nobody would know. Well, yeah, no, that's a good point. But they put the chemicals in the beach, so if you pee, it turns everything like red. Yeah. Now, are you guys, are you guys beach guys, Tim? I don't. You said no, not really. When I don't know, it's I guess it's different. I I don't know. I feel like because I it was so accessible to me as like a kid, and also like having to experience beach traffic, especially during the summer months. Yeah. Like to go anywhere, miss me with the beach. I get it. But I will say this: now that I've been removed from it for some time, I kind of want to go back. I feel like you would be a great boardwalk people watcher eater. I'm a guy. boardwalk guy. Oh, I'm, I do the boardwalk. I get. Yeah, I love me a good boardwalk. Love me the boardwalk. Favorite, one of my favorite memories was I went on a. Like a spring break vacation with Marcus and his family to Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh, the Wildwoods. And we stayed on the beach and the boardwalk down there. Uh, They actually had a wrestling figure store. Oh, shoot. On the boardwalk. That was insane. That was absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I love boardwalks. There's always like, I don't know if there, it is now, but it's like, there was always like one really good arcade 
Yep. At the boardwalk that was like fully stocked with all the great games. Um, you always have like the stupid boardwalk apparel shops that all sell this different versions of the same shirt. And they've all yep. those press on shirts. Yep. Yep. The iron on shirts. Yep. yep. The iron shirts. Um, but yeah, like I would love to go back to Virginia Beach and stay, stay right there at, um, on 31st Street. Um, there's a sweet restaurant there, Catch 31. And then there's a, uh, a bar on top called Sky Bar. Mm. That's, it's a open, open ceiling because it's on the roof of the hotel. Yes, sir. Uh, Sky Bar. That was, that, it, that is a goal of mine at some point in my life. Um, cause you have to be, I think you either have to be, you have to either stay at the hotel or be invited as a guest to get in. Yeah. You can't just show up. You, you have to be invited. invited to come. Um, but yeah, for me, as far as new year's go, I never really had like that many new year's traditions. Um, traditions with my family wasn't like that big of a deal. But lately, I have enjoyed thoroughly being an adult and watching the CNN coverage of New Year's in in New York. Watching Anderson Cooper, the most straight-laced guy on television, get white girl wasted on camera is just amazing. Because by the time he's done, by the time they get to 1130, he can't control himself. Nope. <laughs> Slurring. He's like saying stuff he shouldn't be saying. Sauced. He is gone. And Andy Cohen, his co-host, he's he's classier, but he's I think he's just well practiced. Mm-hmm. But I feel like cool, Cohen's the devil that sits on Cooper's yes, shoulder. He is. Yeah. Um, but what I love about it is that they keep the New Year's coverage on until 3 a.m. Okay. Or for That's all nice. time zones. So it's really fun to watch the 1 a.m. New Year's because that is New Orleans. And usually that's Don Lemon. And they've been drinking since before the New York team starts drinking. <laughs> if you want to see a good old time of people who don't get drunk in public, get drunk in public. CNN, New Year's Eve, watching the New York crew and then the the New Orleans crew. I mean, so- now we're going to have to wait an entire year. I wish you would have talked about this last Thursday. We would have we would have tuned in. Now I have to wait a whole year to remember. I know. Damn it. We can YouTube it. I do remember uh Ryan Seacrest like tweeted about uh, the yeah. live drinking on CNN like a bitch. Just crack open a beer, Seacrest. Shut up, Ryan. Not you, not you, Ryan. The other Ryan. Ryan. I heard what you said. Lame That's Ryan. Hurtful. Lame Ryan. Not Ryan. fun Ryan. Yeah. Smokey is fun. Yeah, Ryan. Fun Ryan would go jump in the jump in the beach in the freezing temperatures. Other Ryan's going to complain about drinking. No, it's cold. No drinking. It's me. No Let's celebrate that way. Drink baby juice. Meh. 
Man, I, I get up in the morning. I got, I got to do a, I got to do a nationally televised radio show. Huh? Yeah, look at me. I'm Casey Kasem. It might as well be Casey Kasem. Um, Speak now. You said baby juice, Tim. I don't know what I was saying. I'm gonna I'm come out here and just say it. Uh-huh. One of my favorite drinks, still to this day, as a 39 year old man, I love juicy juice fruit punch. Really, I love it. I regularly buy it, and that will be like my morning drink because I'm not an orange juice drinker. It gives me heartburn. I hate orange juice. I can't do the acid. Juicy juice fruit punch. A big glass with like two ice cubes is normally how I start my morning. Thirty nine years old, I flipping Look at love you. it. See, I have been, I've had a hankering every time I've gone to the store recently. I've been eyeballing apple juice. Do it, Tim. Do it. Why wouldn't I, you? What's stopping you? You're an adult. Come you on, Tim. You make your you own decisions. Let me let me tell you one thing. What's stopping me is refrigerator real estate. Oh, that's fair. We don't have a lot of room in our fridge. Juicy juice, you can get the small one. I could, and I'd house that mother effer. That's what I you get. You can sit it outside this time of year. It'll stay cool. That's very true. It's very true. There you have it. I'm going to get me an apple juice this weekend. Man, yeah, I think you should. And start looking for new refrigerators, something bigger. <laughs> yeah, I should. I know somebody that can get you something big and commercial if you want it. Ooh. Well, it Ooh. fit my, my, it fit my no, it would not. That's, That's the thing. You got to measure not. your space. Yeah. Now, uh, hey, now, let's talk about, when we're talking about New Year's, how about the, uh, I know locally here, they raise and lower a lot of different things. We talked about Abe Lincoln's hat and Hershey mm-hmm. Kisses, but in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, they raise a bologna or drop a bologna. That is correct. And that is no bologna. That's no bologna. They drop a bologna in Lebanon. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they they make Lebanon bologna. Yeah. So they drop Lebanon bologna. Which is a disgusting bologna, by the way. I mean, I poop one today, but I'm not going to drop it for New Year's. Well, Lebanon sweet bologna is pretty good, I think. And then in uh, Lancaster, York City... Lancaster is the red rose city. They raise or lower a red rose, and York raiser lowers a white rose. Mm-hmm. The old battle Lidditz, of the roses. Lidditz did a rose. Lidditz uh, did one New Year celebration. I believe it was right in 2020, like 1999 to 2000. I mean, not 2020 to 2000. And they, cool. uh, they raised and or lowered, I believe it was a pretzel. Um, okay, and, that checks yeah. out because there's the pretzel uh, company that founded in Lidditz. Yeah, Sturgis. Um, forget exactly what the uh, claim to fame with Sturgis is. I guess, I guess Lidditz is like, look, we do fantastic Fourth of July. We can't do Fourth of July and New Year's. Is that be too much? So in, in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, the Julius Sturgis Pretzel Bakery, which was founded in 1861, is the first commercial pretzel bakery in America. 
So that's why we dropped and or lowered a pretzel. And the pretzels are really good if you've never had one. It's definitely worth yeah, checking yeah. out. And I believe it, it it was in like a bowl or like a vat of Wilbur chocolate is what it dropped into, um, if, I, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was only ever done one year uh, and never revisited again. So I don't know if it was uh, I didn't I would I didn't go I don't know I'd love to do New York City one time I think that's that's like a bucket oh, list yes. for me I absolutely would yeah I apparently have to be there at like two in the afternoon and like piss in your pants or some shit and it's crazy yeah. um, we're darks but I would I would love to do that that would be neat I want to do Punxsutawney someone someone let's Dude, do I, let's do Groundhog's I, Day one yeah I want to do, do it so bad okay. I would do Punxsutawney on right. my list. We we could now see you know we had a conversation internally that we wouldn't have stuff to talk about today. I there's a list of stuff of things that I want to do, like in the next ten years. Puxatani is absolutely one of them for sure. Do right, like that, especially that's, since we live so stupid close. Yeah, it's that's like that's uh, you could, drivable. You could possibly go. And still not call out of work. Oh, my ass is calling out of work. I mean, I would call out of work, too. I will also be the one. I want to have a room because I'm probably drinking. Just like everybody else in Pungsatani that morning. You get get there the day before. Night before you drink. And then you have Groundhog's Day. Man, it sounds See, like I would plan. sleep through Groundhog's Day if I drank the night before. That's, that's a good point, too. All right, get up early and start drinking. That's, I don't drink anymore. that's it. You day drink, you go to sleep at five, you wake up, you check out, and you go home. That's fair. What are you going to do? When is Groundhog's Day? I don't know. February 2nd every year. Thursday. Three count Thursday live from from Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. That would be the best. We can effing do this. I will absolutely put in for work. Let's let's table this to uh, a little bit later. Uh, off air and, and let's figure this I out. Will, I think we can do this. And I think you've stumbled onto a great topic, Tim. I want to think about and write these down because I feel like uh, they come and go to me at times of like my bucket list items. But but for some stupid reason, damn it, damn it, if Groundhog's Day hasn't always been near the top of my list. Why not? Let's do it. Groundhog's Day. Another one that I want to go do, and it's also kind of local. I've always wanted to go to the Little League World Series. Yep, I'd absolutely love to catch a game. Williamsport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not far at all from where we're at. But like, I just feel like those three things, like New Year's Eve in New York, going to Groundhog Day in Puxatawney, and going to the Little League World Series, three attainable Easy yep. to do, real very easy obtainable. obtainable. Yep, things in the next ten years. Yep. I mean, I've, I've Mardi Gras on that list too for me. It's a little bit yeah. further away, but like that's that's a bucket list item. Uh, maybe not within the next ten years, but before I die, I want to do a Mardi Gras. That's for yeah. sure. If I go, if I go, I want to do it when I can still like enjoy it. Oh, I'm not saying do it when I'm really really old. I mean, that's that's within ten years, so never mind. Ha. We're yeah, smoking. but Groundhog's Day, that that that's an easy that one. That would be doable. Let's, yeah, let's Mardi Gras that out. and uh, New Year's in New Orleans is probably about 1A and 1B as far as celebration. Fat I don't know Tuesday. that there's much difference between the two. Um, 
Did you happen to go to either the Eagles or like have you gone to like a a championship celebration parade? I have not. Um the Eagles one I just I couldn't get to with work. Um the Phillies one was a while ago, I guess. And the Flyers ain't gonna win anytime the, soon. Well, not anytime soon, that's for you sure. Know, uh... Um I have seen the Hershey Bears win the Calder Cup, like like a clinch to clinch the cup. Uh, and then like the Lancaster Barnstormers win their championship. I've seen that twice. Um, and it's just cool to see any sort of sports team win a championship, regardless of like level of professionalism. It's really cool to see like the guys get it. Right. But I feel like going to like a championship parade, like there's a possibility the Eagles could do it. I'm not going to speak about that. Oh, you're, you're, I'm superstitious enough to not even bring that up. All right. You can talk about it. I won't contribute. No, I won't either. I will be fair. I'll be fair and balanced. Speaking of fair and balanced, um, by the time this airs, either you'll appreciate this, either myself or Big Jim will have won our fantasy football league. Yes. Yes. How exciting. I know. We, the two hosses going after it for the belt. Just just smacking meats around. Who you got quarterbacking? Or who did you have quarterbacking? I got Joe Burrow. He's got Pat Mahomes. Okay. All right. All right. Now, has Jim Jim has won it before? He has won it before. Here's here's the deal. And I'd love to see you display that belt somewhere behind you. Oh, it would be with me every week. Because I don't recall Jim displaying that belt very prominently. Maybe he has it sitting there. I don't freaking know. But I would love to see it hanging on your wall or something like that. Even better, last season, I was the last place team in the league. You got the Divas belt. I currently have the Divas belt here at the house. Unbelievable. And you don't have that displayed. Well. You're embarrassed. People got got weird when I was displaying it in the private group chat. Yeah. Because I really, like, I, I, I have great pride in being the Divas champ. Did you like Shawn Michaels it? No, but I will absolutely Shawn Michaels the the the. I will post those photos. I can't wait to see him. I will do it, and you have, you will have earned it. I will, because I also I mean, in fantasy football I don't make a bunch of like trades. I'm not like a wheeler and dealer. You got what you got. I get what I get. I made one trade. I ended up trading in the middle of the season. I traded for Justin Jefferson. It's not a bad grab. Yeah, I mean, it was with Marcus, and, like, he got some good stuff, too, but I don't remember what exactly the trade was, but I literally got Justin Jefferson for, like, Kenny Pickett, or not Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, and I think a running back, or no, he got um, Allen, I I don't fucking remember who I gave him. It sounds like you got a good side to that deal, though. I did, I did, but I got Justin Jefferson. Right now, Big Jim's got 20 points. He's slated to beat me by like 14 points. Okay. But who's to say, right? It's why you play the game. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Now, speaking of grabs and, and, and picking things up, last last Thursday we talked about the WWE gobbling up Dragon Lee. Um, a free agent acquisition, if you will. 
Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking how bad the WWE's track record is with masked superstars, especially that lean, a Lucha style mask and presentation. So I've jotted down a few names of masked superstars from present and past. And I thought maybe, and I don't want to steal your, your guys' thing of like good place, bad place. No, you're fine. Along those lines, like successful or a bit of a dud. And we can talk about it as we go. We've got a few minutes left here on the show. There's not a, a ton of time left. It doesn't have to be long format, but uh, I'll start with, I think, the most obvious one when you think of mass superstars in the WWE, Rey Mysterio. It's a thumbs up. I mean, yeah. granted, Rey's biggest success came on the heels of the death of Eddie Guerrero. But still, he got there, and then once he got into that that tier he's become the goat um it's just kind of crazy that a lot of people are just going to remember his wwe run and not remember the fact that like he lost his mask in wcw and then came back in wwe in 2002 with the mask on like nothing happened but absolutely sure 100 thumbs up like they they treated him well. And they put Mark. him in the position to succeed. How about you, Mark? They did. Yeah, Mysterio had uh well the independents and ECW and WCW had really found uh a lot of success, but he was always kind of that uh cruiserweight champion or I don't remember if they gave him the US belt. I don't think WCW gave him the US belt, but on the WWE platform, they allowed him to be be bigger. And, uh, yes, yeah, so he was definitely a success. WWE nailed that one. Very much nailed it. So he is, he's in a good place. Good, good, good. Um, I'm going to just bounce around. Some new, some old. Like I said, some obviously um, didn't have great careers. Uh, some are going to be mass superstars outside of, like, Lucha characters as well just to prove a point that the WWE just doesn't have a great track record um, with masks unless you're like a top-tier superstar like Kane, for example. Let's say Kane, mass superstar. Um, success, yeah. See, here's the weird thing. Kane was successful, and then there was like a point in time when they did the stuff with Undertaker, or not Undertaker, when they did the stuff with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the first blood match, and then, like, DX Kane. Kane was, like, this serious ass-kicking machine. And then, within a year, he's got a voice box saying, suck it. Suck it. Right. Suck it. So Kane becomes kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he gets serious again. And then he goes some time, and... Overall, Kane's a success. Absolute success. Could be the second greatest character WWE's ever created behind The Undertaker. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah, he's huge success. Huge. And he had that period where he was unmasked, then he's masked, then he's unmasked. But overall, huge success for Kane. He found some, found some success 
in in the unmasked bald head gimmick. Um, yeah, the corporate came the Gerber baby. Let's uh, let's look at the uh, Ultimo Dragon in the WWE. <sighs> Unfortunately, forgettable. Yes. By the time Ultimo gets to WWE, he's already cooked. Okay, that's fair. But my man had literally the worst WrestleMania appearance of all time. My man slipped three times during one entrance. That was a very slippery entrance. There is no he slipped There's, on his robe or his cape, I think, initially, didn't he, he when he came out? Twice. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. That was a shame because he's an incredible athlete. I incredible. love Ultimo. I love Ultimo. It's just by the time he gets to WWE, I have no interest in seeing Ultimo Dragon. Like it was really cool. It was good to see him get a paycheck and see him like be with WWE. Just past his prime. Yeah. You know, maybe if Mysterio wasn't wasn't there ultimo may have been a little more special but mysterio cast such a large shadow it was tough for ultimo to ever kind of stand out regardless of slipping and sliding right i think i I think what makes it different though is like ray mysterio had that ability to cross over into like the heavyweights yep there's ultimo is strictly a cruiserweight light heavyweight guy and like to me in the WWE world, cruiserweight means lesser than, unfortunately. You know what? I think we're really going to cover that as as we work through this list. Um, and and I bring up the next one in Kalisto, who I think had fantastic work in NXT, and then kind of hit that what you just described him on the main roster. You have to remember, Kalisto at one point was United States champion. Yeah, he did pretty good, honestly. There in my opinion, the opportunity to be like that breakout star, but for whatever reason, doesn't connect, doesn't work. You can't tell me that like the Lucha Dragon stuff wasn't over. Like people now at indie shows at like GCW, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. It's all Kalisto. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really 100% good point. Kalisto. That fan interaction. They, the fans love that kind of stuff. I think WWE did him okay. I don't think they did him dirty. I really would have loved to have seen what would have come of Kalisto had he actually like had the chance to come back. Because you remember those like promos that Kalisto was cutting right before he gets cut? Where he's like, He's ripped. Like he's on he's on Twitter doing these promo videos and he's like mask, no shirt, but he is like cut. And I'm like, yo, this Kalisto, I can mess with this Kalisto. Mm-hmm. And then they cut him. And I don't know what he's doing now. No clue. Maybe he'll come back. You never know. Triple H is he's been good. So we far, talked about yeah. we talked about this one briefly on Thursday, but uh, the other half of the Lucha Dragons in Sin Cara, and in, we talked about it on on Thursday. But like when you talk about Sin Cara, you're talking about two Sin Caras because you had the original Sin Cara, which was Mystico, 
um, who now I forget what his name is now. Um, but that's in Cara. Didn't want to learn English. The reports are didn't want to learn English. Wasn't very likable backstage. They create the second Sin Cara to feud with the first Sin Cara. And the second Sin Cara ends up taking over the mantle of being the Sin Cara, even though he's like three inches taller and like 75 pounds heavier. And then we have that Sin Cara until he retire or he leaves. And that is the former Unico. Mm-hmm. I think Unico was decent as a Sin Cara. I think WWE did that okay. Sold a bunch of masks. Sure did. Great in great in Mexico. But as far as like overall roster appeal, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Not so good. He, uh, I, yeah, I think he, maybe it sounds like he was his own worst enemy, but I don't know. WWE certainly hyped him up when he first came in. So, yeah, kind of a failed experiment. Some of the ones we, we've talked about, really. Um, obviously, Rey Mysterio would be like your your mantelpiece, uh, and then yes. Kane, who is who is outside of the luchador weight, and and is a heavyweight with a mask on. Which brings me to our next um, competitor, and, and not a homegrown talent at all. But let's talk about Vader. I don't count Vader as a masked guy. Real okay. Even though he wore a mask, that mask ain't covering nothing. And there's times where he just takes the mask just off. Take it off. So yeah, he take you, it would, off. You would, the would you count mankind as a mask guy? Yeah, because it covers most of his face. Okay. Yeah, I go Peter's along with that too. Like strings across his face and like okay. yeah. And that, a lot of times, Vader, and I guess without the mask, mankind that that was. Another gimmick. That's dude love. That's right. that, was, that was either dude love Foley. or cactus, right? Mick Foley. Right. Yep. Yeah. Or or you're right, Foley himself. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cross Vader off. Let's talk about mankind, and then specifically that mankind gimmick, I guess, with the mask. I think they did mankind well. The other thing, when he first comes in, he's like beating the shit out of the Undertaker, like. Boiler room brawl. He steals he's beating the shit out of himself in promos, pulling yeah. his hair and and like cutting from himself rats. and rats. Um, he he steals Paul um Paul Bear from the Undertaker. Um, really like puts the first big dent in the Dead Man. Um, it it makes the Undertaker have to like find a new source of power since Paul Bear was the keeper of the urn and then Undertaker had to seek his power from the creatures of the night. Um, And then even then mankind transitioning from being like a super serious character. And then you get the evolution of three faces of Foley, but then you get back to mankind and he's like happy go lucky t like mankind outfit, but wearing like the, the dress shirt with the tie that we get from like corporate mankind and his like wanting to butter up Mr. McMahon. Like we almost get two set completely separate runs of mankind. And I think both are really good. 
What about you, Mark? Yes. Yeah, I we you definitely get two different mankinds. You get the one where he's wearing that uh those brown tights, if you will, and that kind of brown colored shirt. And the corporate one, I I like the more corporate when he had the button down and the tie. Um but mankind, in my opinion, did extremely well. I WWE, well, Jim Ross often would talk about how uh he wanted to bring in mankind and Vince didn't necessarily want him, but he allowed Jim to bring him in so he could feel what it's like to get his heart broken by a wrestler. And Mick Foley or mankind certainly proved everybody wrong. He definitely had so, the last left there. Oh Man. yeah, for, he did. Yeah. Mick Foley, mankind. I, I'd put him up there with the canes and the Ray Mysterio on the mantelpiece for sure. There was a, uh, a time here. We're going to go through uh, a few wrestlers relatively quick. Um, I guess this is the new generation era. Um, so right before the attitude Uh-oh. era, let's let's talk about the Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya. Bad. Terrible. So much so, so bad. You can become just incredible. <laughs> uh, we, we, let's talk about we we talked about him briefly on Thursday. Uh, Avatar. How how short lived Avatar was. Terrible. Had to leave you to ECW and pick up a mannequin head. Yeah, what a, what both a, of those are terrible. What a crazy gimmick, picking up that animal or that that head. Uh, let's talk about Quang. Wasn't that wasn't that uh, Savio Vega? Yep. No. It was. Yeah, that was, it Savio. was Savio Vega and the Sultan. Yeah. The Sultan, Rikishi. the Sultan was going to be next. So let's, uh, do, let's do Quang and the Sultan. Terrible. The same guy. Like Could to me, they're interchangeable. Yeah, I don't find not... Quang or the Sultan to be like super appealing. They're just like random bad guy, right? Foreign bad guy, foreign bad guy. different than us. Yeah, very stereotypical heel in the nineteen ninety WWF. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, they yeah they brought the Sheik in with uh, the Sultan for a little while. Sheik and Bob yeah. Backlund. I'm just trying still, anything to get him over. Still, still bad. So the WWE put one of the uh, one of the big guys in a mask um, and put him with the oddities. What about Golga? <sighs> I will never say anything bad about John Tenta in my life. The earthquake is great. I loved Golga. I think he's probably the most recognizable of the oddities. Not just because he wore a mask, but like he had the he was always wearing the Cartman shirt. It was Cartman, yep. right? Right. Yep, that was, was so Cartman. good. The popularity and, of South Park. Like Golga was so good, man. <sighs> was he just in he a bad was. faction? Is that right? the faction? I don't know. Let, oh, I love. I'd the love faction. to go. I'd love to go long distance on that faction one time. <sighs> I love the faction. I love the entrance music. Yeah, because like how the oddities come about. Because originally they're a part of the Truth Commission. Because Kurgan, Kurgan, right, Kurgan, interrogator from the from them. Then Cyrus creates the group, and and the name the Oddities is a shortened name of like what Cyrus called like the collection of human oddities, and he brings in Giant Silva. He's got Kurgan. He's got Golga. And then like 
the ICP show up. ICP shows yep, up. ICP. Luna, Luna Vachon. Yeah, Luna Vachon came in there. That theme is bonkers. It is. That, is. Is, that, is that ICP? Yes. Is that, okay. Yeah. That was one of the, the WWF, the music CDs. It was on the, vo- uh, the three, music was it? volume three. It's that, still on there. Like, it's I, on you the know, the, uh, nobody wanted to see their matches. We, I just wanted to see their entrance and see them all in the ring dancing. That's all yeah, I cared it about. Was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It kind of created that. that I, I want to be there and enjoy that moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd go so long on Golga. That's neat. Yeah, Golga was. I liked Golga a lot. Let's keep it in the nineties. How about Battle Cat? Maybe this was even the late eighties. It's really nineties. Battle Cat just didn't Not- even get off the ground. Too gimmicky. Is that what? Is that what that was? Oh, just totally fizzled out before it started. Yeah, I I remember seeing previews on like Wrestling Challenge. Say next week the debut of Battle Cat, and I don't even know if Battle Cat ended up debuting, yeah. or if he did, it was like one match. It was bad. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't long. Um, let's let's switch it up. Let's come a little bit more newer. Let's go. Uh, we we talked about Kalisto. Let's talk about Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Was there just? Well, let's talk about them. I feel like. I feel like Grand Metalik. Could have been something. Um, especially when they like when Rey Mysterio first comes back, he works a series of matches with Grand Metal League on Raw. Um, like he was working Grand Metal League and Andrade when he first comes in. And man, they they could have made Metal League something. But I feel like Grand Metal League is gonna be one of those cases of just like the WWE audience, unless you're like super larger than life in like an Asuka or a Shinsuke Nakamura, if you don't speak English, we don't care. Unfortunately, I think I think you're pretty close to being accurate. But like Shinsuke yeah. is cool. Shinsuke's cool is bigger than the English language. That's Asuka's cool is bigger than the English language. Right. Grand Metal League's cool is like very limited cool. Like it's only cool when he wrestles, not when he's doing anything else. I hate to even say it. let's let's with Oscar. I feel like the broken English nobody's ready for Oscar is over more than if Oscar spoke it very fluently. Like right? it's, it's fun. Oscar's yeah. like it yeah. kind of presents See. this foreign kind of crazy feeling. To you, as this like an English speaker, oh wow, it's so different. It's it is foreign to me, right? Yeah. Wow, I'm not yeah. ready for Oscar. It's that sounds silly, she, but yeah, even when she like speaks her Japanese, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, she cussing them out. Yeah, right. yeah. nobody yeah. is. They Oscar, and then she does a little hand thing. Tiger Metalik can go. Yes, I think Lindsay Dorado can go. Lindsay had that crazy spot in one of the. Chamber match? Was it a chamber match? Mm-hmm. Um, these guys can both go, so there's not. Were they were they snake bit because they were in the cruiserweights? Is that is that I, they got I labeled that, that, and that's what happened? I think that certainly hurt them. Look at the people who were a part of that cruiserweight division that succeeded. Cedric Alexander, who stopped being a cruiserweight. Yeah. Mustafa Ali. 
who stopped being a cruiserweight. Buddy Murphy, who stopped being stopped a cruiserweight. Being a cruiserweight. Yep. Everybody else. Drew Gulak now being featured in NXT. And this is going to be so great for him. I agree. Yeah, he's going to shine there for sure. Wait. I can't wait to see. Like, I just can't wait for him to say catch point one time. Oh, my God. Like, absolutely. Huh? Tim, I think you brought, you brought up a great one, Tim. Um, Andrade, before the WWE was a masked wrestler, took the mask off in the WWE and found massive success. Andrade was a masked guy. Alberto Del Rio was a masked guy. Santos Escobar was a masked guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else was a masked guy before they came in. I feel like there's one other um, notable guy, maybe not recently, like not current roster, but maybe within like yeah, I'd have to the last five years. I'd have to think. But there's one name you haven't brought up, and I dare say he might be the second most popular masked wrestler in WWE history. Oh, can I can I run through the list? Good. Let's see if it's there. Um, so I had Kato. Is it Kato? Yep, Kato from Orient yeah. Express. Yep. Ow. Uh, uh, was it the Repo Man? Is that who you're talking about? No, Repo Man, not his. Ma- okay, nope, all right. So, um. Let me go through the ones that I know it's not. Uh, Max Moon. Just a bad not gimmick? Max Moon. Just a bad gimmick? Is that... You sure, are ready yeah. for a gimmick like that? Is that... Yeah. I wrote down who because that's fun. It's fun. <laughs> what? Who? Um, Juventud Guerrera, which I believe lost his mask in the WWE, but did debut I... with a mask? No, I don't think so. No, he, he lost it in WCW. Oh, and didn't bring it... Oh, okay. My bad. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down the great Sasuke, who I think was in like a battle royal for the WWE. Great Sasuke was the in the finals of the light heavyweight tournament with Taka. Oh, okay, okay. Um, again, just a, I think a fantastic wrestler just doesn't yeah, go over in the WWE. Um, to touch on tag teams, Los Conquistadores. Yes, that's yeah. fun. Even the Edge and Christian version See? that 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 was a lot of fun. <laughs> That uh, was they later were on, uh, Mr. X or the masked superstar. Mm-hmm. So That's some older ones. Yeah, um, he was uh, he was extremely pop. Well, he was a heel, but he was like consistently ranked in the top ten back in the day. See, that's a little bit pre-Ryan's time to, to remember that. Yeah. So I did reference a list on that. I have uh, I have three masked gimmicks left, Tim, um, on my list to talk about. Uh, the one I don't think it is, but I think deserves some talking about is the Patriot. I like the Patriot. I think the Patriot was more over in WCW than he was in WWF. Because, um, again, by the time he gets to WWF, he's kind of washed. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stars and Stripes is a fantastic tag team in WCW with Buff, uh, Marcus Alexander oh. Bagwell and the Patriot. Yep. Um, that yeah, was they were really, team. really popular. I think the Patriot works better. In Turner WCW down south, in the south sure that that yeah. Americana sort of feel. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I think the Patriot the, uh... only got the Patriot only got over in WWF because Brett was doing his anti Canada stuff. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, he came in at just the right time. That it was a good yeah. time for him to come in then to have right. a short run with that. Uh the one again. I don't think you're going to say Tim. Uh, it's very recent. I'm going to say the Fiend. 
Yeah, the fiend is up there. Um, it works as a jackal and hide because the fiend works really great because you had Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. And you understood they were the same person, but they're different people, but they're the same guy. Um, I would, I think they did well with the fiend. I'm very curious to see what they do now with like Uncle Howdy and all that other stuff. But I am too. Yep. Yep. And again, not a, not a wrestler like Tim, you said that wears a mask all the time. Right. You did get the ebb and the flow of, 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 of a regular faced gimmick as well. Correct. So Tim, the only one that's left um, that, that I believe you're talking about one and you need to stand back. It's the hurricane. That's not who I was going to say. Are but you that's serious? Close. I got that's somebody close. too, actually. I think, I the hurricane's really good. I think the hurricane's really good. Yeah, I think the hurricane was good. Really well, especially like in that 03 run where he's like, they're putting him up against like The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H. Yeah, that was great stuff. The Rock gave him so much. So you don't want to, people don't want to talk about how good The Rock was at giving back to people. Go back and watch like all the rock stuff. He, the rock, be forever losing. For a top guy, he puts over everybody. Yeah, the rock did well. It's so good. Um, I'm curious. I, I must have missed one. You did, and he's easy to miss. I, so, I got somebody in mind too, Tim. I don't. I doubt we're the same. Think of the same person. So my guy, you go ahead with yours. Well, this guy didn't wrestle, but my God, he was a huge part of the uh, the presentation. And uh, I'm thinking of Kim Chi with Kamala. Okay, that's a great gimmick for sure. He, I, it was. He he added a lot to that that package with Kamala, in my opinion. And that's that's what that's Harvey Whippleman, Downtown Bruno, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's, that's Knuckleball. That's Steve that's Lombardi. Lombardi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of different people, but I think Steve Lombardi did. Even knuckleball Schwartz. My answer is he's someone he's easy to miss. he's easy to miss. It's mid nineteen ninety six, like ninety six, ninety seven era. Um, you often saw him paired a lot with Sonny. Max Mini. Oh yeah, little Max Mini. Mini. Max Mini was over. Yeah, WWE really pushed him, and the fans reacted to him. I don't remember Max Mini at all. I don't remember Max Mini. He was uh, a little person. He, um, like Sonny, Sonny and him were like, like yucking it up, and like Max Mini would like playfully like slap like. Hottest woman on the planet, Sunny on the butt, and Sunny would be like, "Ooh!" and then like play into like little Max Mini. Dog, yeah, uh, totally missed Max Watch, Mini. Roll, Roll Rumble '96, I think. It's a six-person. Let me look. I mean, 96 sounds like the right time for the WWE wanting to do these minis matches. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they. They plugged him in uh, when Brian Pillman died on that. And uh, is it ninety-seven pl- instead? Let me look. Ninety-seven to ninety-nine is what Wikipedia is. is saying. No, that's who did. 
Um, Max Mini Six Man Tag Sunny. Nineteen ninety-eight, the ninety-eight Royal Rumble. It is Max Mini Mosaic and Nova against Battalion El Torito, which is not the same El Torito as former WWE superstar El Torito, who also was in a mask, um, and Tarantula Tarantula in a six-person, little six-man, little-person's match. And, like, Sonny treats Max like an oversized baby. I have, to, so I have to watch this right now. My God, it's so good. It's I will called- be wrapping up with this show and jumping on there. My apologies for overlooking Max Mini here in my list. I, I didn't I didn't well. really buy that. Like Tim I said, I he's have, easy to overlook. I didn't have every every single uh, mass superstar for the WWE. I so I did you I did leave close. a few off, but I got there's not a ton. In in no. the entire time we we talked about almost all of them in about thirty minutes. So really, good luck, Dragon Lee. I hope good I luck. hope the best for you. You have a and bit maybe, of an uphill battle, and maybe the. The best, um, the best thing that could happen to Dragon Lee is maybe taking off the mask. Yeah, he could come in unmasked. There's a good, very good chance. He could. They could call him Brian Lee. They could. The prime time Brian Lee. Real Brian little. Lee. That'd be Brian with an L Y. Brian Lee. Yeah, everything he did would be very Brian Lee. Very, very Brian Lee. But that is all for us here on the Tuesday podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook.com slash three count Thursday or on our YouTube page or YouTube channel, as well as on Twitter at three count Thursday, always the number, never the word on Thursdays at 8 PM, where we give you this, but live a chance to interact, chat with us in real time. But uh, this Thursday coming up in two days, we're going to talk our matches of 2022 we had a full slate we had 365 days to cover it all so catch us on january the fourth the fifth the day after wrestle kingdom uh for we're gonna be sleepy we just watched what day one two maybe three of wrestle kingdom there's only one night of wrestle kingdom this year is there really yeah one night it was like they go back and you do the right thing oh good for that Good for them. But um, be, be sure to catch us on all social media at three count Thursday. Always the number, never the word. Um, and until next time, stay smart, stay safe. I don't know how Big Jim says it all the time. And go for the pit. <laughs>